everyone. This is Chris and Sandy from the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up and close and personal with our awesome guests. And today, we've got a rocking show, as always, for you. And we've got a really great show with Justin, I mean, Justine Blazer. She's, she has done so much out there. I, I can't, don't even know where to begin. I can't wait to get her on, on the line right here. But if you're there, Justine, let's talk. I am here. How are you today? I am great. You never know what's going to happen with live shows. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And, and there's Sandy there, too. But yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hey, great to have you on the show today. We are excited. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for uh, inviting me. This is awesome. <laughs> so, you know, as we get into all this, tell us some of the stuff that you like to do for hobbies. I always like to start out with something fun before we get serious and all that. You know, tell us what you like sure. to do outside of music and hobbies and stuff like that. Just what do you, what do you enjoy in life? Yeah, um, I'm a real big uh, fitness enthusiast. Um, I love fitness and nutrition and grocery shopping. Like, I know it sounds weird, but I really do. I, I actually studied mm-hmm. fitness, nutrition, and personal training for um, four years, and I did that oh, yeah. kind of on the side um, a few years back um, just as a side thing. But I really enjoy mm-hmm. helping people with their, like, fitness goals and things like that. Oh, wow. Um, you know, but it's it's something that I – like I. I didn't want to do too much because I'd burn out, you know, so I just kind of did it like on a side, but I still do it. I've, I've run like a half marathons, five Ks, uh, several 10 Ks. I've competed in four fitness competitions. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's like a big hobby or part of my life, you know, oh, that wow. I, I don't really talk too much about, but you know, it definitely ex- exists. So yeah. You could combine that and make some videos on health and mix your and have your songs in it. Yeah, you know what? I've done that in the past, but um, yeah, fixing to maybe do that again. That would be awesome. <laughs> so mm-hmm. tell everybody where you're from and where you grew up and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I was born in Southfield, Michigan, which is just uh, the next town north of Detroit. So. Um, my dad worked for, for Ford Motor Company for 33 years. So like most of us uh, in Detroit that grew up in that era, we were called child of the big three, which means our parents worked for you know, Chrysler, GM, Ford, Delphi, any of the suppliers. Um, so it was a big, big uh, you know, market of, of us kind of growing up in that, in that mm-hmm. world. So my dad uh, worked for Ford, like I said, and uh, – and I, I really enjoyed Motor City. It was a great town. Um, I feel like that's who I am. That's kind of how my personality sort of harvested, you know, being in a town mm-hmm. like Detroit. Um, you know, oh, wow. you don't have, um, you know, things sort of handed to you. It's a very hustle-driven town um, mentality. Go out and get it. Work hard. Um, it's a blue-collar town, you know, so it, it, it's been like that for, for uh, decades and decades, you know. So um, it's cool to be a part of a town. That has so much history, such as Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the music industry, what are some of your highlights? You know, if you had to look back on everything you've done, what are some moments where you're like, I can't believe I did that? Yeah. Man, there's been a few. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, there's been a few. So, I, I'm just trying to think the most I significant guess one. one of them. Yeah, that just recently happened. Um, 
like a week and a half ago. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely a highlight. Um, a good way to kick off the the uh, the decade and the year for sure. Um, yes. I was on a yeah. I was on a TV show um, three years ago called mm-hmm. American Supergroup. So that was a really cool experience to be a part oh, of wow. an actual television show and uh it was on mtv and it only ran for one season um but it was it was cool i was on, I was on three episodes of it and then um i also had sang uh the national anthem for for numerous teams um back in the day uh, when i was just getting rolling uh, i would sing the national anthem for everyone from like the indianapolis colts to the red wings to um the mm-hmm. dallas mavericks i sang for them i sang for the cavaliers i mean there was just so that was like my thing i just wanted to like sing at all the different um arenas you know so i would submit yeah. and they'd, they'd select me and so i got this my biggest uh performance was but, but the Buffalo Bills, um, that was 75,000 oh, wow. people. So that that's my record of, like, the amount of live <laughs> audience. <laughs> Did so you that feel was like you cool were living too. the dream in that moment? Man, I lived the dream every day. So I, I you know, never mm-hmm. really stopped, never really ended. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just another, you know, sort of, sort of notch you know everything that I do I just kind of counted as cool I got you know I did that that was a goal I wanted to do I did it and then I kind of move on to, mm-hmm. to the next goal um because, so yeah because you probably you, you probably saw it in your head you know you probably saw this in your head for years anyway so it's like when you get there okay I've already been here even though you haven't been there no it's so true no absolutely I have a you know I've kind of had like vision boards over the years and I would like be real big on my vision boards, you know, and and it's funny because the things that I have on my vision boards, you know, eventually happen because it's just like the oh, wow. manifesting of, of your energies and in, in your time. So, um, yeah, you, you definitely dream about it and think about it and then you finally get it. And it's like, man, that's, you know, sometimes it's, it's cooler than you expected. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, well, it's not as cool as I wanted it to be, but you know, at any rate, you know, so <clears throat> Yeah. Now that's like a story I just we just uh, seen on Facebook about this valedictorian, a guy who went. He he said that he went a year. He said he was going to become that the following year, and he said he did everything to become the valedictorian, and he did it. He he pulled it off, and he said first fifteen seconds in his speech, he was excited. He said the sixteen uh, yeah. seconds. He realized all the relationships he pushed aside to get there. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say next is, you know, you can do all these great goals and stuff um, and you can achieve it. But, you know, two things, if if you're not enjoying the process as you go along, then that's a very – not a very healthy way to go about living your life and, you know, powering through goals in life. And then another thing is exactly like if you're, if you're pushing away all the people that, that love you and care for you for a kind of, um, you know, sort of temporary, you know, um, artificial sort of, it's a, it's a perception of, of success, if that makes sense. I think, you know, these awards and all as great as they are and and people work very hard to achieve those at the end of the day, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. a perception depth, you know, so it's a perceived value of, okay, I perceive, you know, winning a Grammy as, you know, something that is of value. Uh, but, you know, exactly. Like if you're, if you're not being kind to people and, and it's, it's, it's making you turn into an ugly person, um, there's literally no point in doing it. That's the sort of the way I feel about it, you know? 
Um, yeah. If you're yeah. maintaining your integrity, you're you're being mm-hmm. um, caring to others, and you know making yourself be pleasant. Then you know, and if and if you are you know enjoying that process, it's okay to step away, kind of reevaluate like what you got to do to get to that point. And then maybe jump back into it at a later point in time, or just realize it's not for you, and that's okay too. Hello. Hello. Did I lose you? Yes, I'm still here. I don't know what happened to Chris's oh. line. He's he's trying to get it fixed, and we had like something happened to it with the software or something. But he's, he's oh, okay. working on yeah, that, that to get that, that fixed. Technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had something like this happen on our first show, so this is our second time this has ever happened. So <laughs> not sure. I am back. Going to... Okay. <laughs> my, my phone and dropped. Back. My. <laughs> My phone dropped. What's, oh, yeah, it was a phone. You, just, <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with live stuff. Um, like I remember when we had, were doing Ava and uh, Ashlyn on our first show, my, my worst fear was that the whole blog talk would go blank. And mm-hmm. God allowed that to happen for me. <laughs> yeah. We were th- th- yeah, we were three minutes in the, into Ashlyn's um, interview, and it just yeah. went out. And Sandy, Sandy, come to me and says, "Um, are, uh, what's wrong?" I will. And then Ashlyn, um, yeah. private message with me, "What's wrong?" I will. <laughs> yeah, we had no idea then. <laughs> and then before this one, I uploaded your your um, MP3 to the blog talk, and it just it didn't want to upload. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, you're right about the relationships and all that as you know mm-hmm. I, I see it that happen with a lot of the married people too where one's pursuing this big vision. Yes. And they destroy and they destroy their marriage in the process. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I absolutely for for sure. You know, it's it's just something that you have to just be mindful of. And you know, we're all we're all human. We make mistakes. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's the journey of it, but just, you know, realizing that and then just adjusting and just, just try to do your best. That's all you can do. You know, yeah. there is no manual yeah. on how to like pursue life, you know, one-on-one there's, there's no, <laughs> you know, true. book you can just look at and be like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. You know? So all you can do is just go through the process and, and evaluate where you're at and just be self-aware. You know, that's, that's a big one yeah. being, being really aware of, of how you're how you're uh, how you're acting and how you're uh, like the mm-hmm, vibes you're exactly. sending out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I like what yeah. like Tim and Faith um, does and all that, where they travel together. Because I think sometimes you end up having the issues where um, one spouse don't understand because you're always on the road and all that, and it causes frictions. And I think mm-hmm. that. And I know some people will disagree with this, but I believe in my heart that if you've got someone that's going to be a superstar, I don't care whether it's the woman or the man. It don't matter either side. Right? So I'm not speaking from a man point of view. I'm speaking from an artist's point of view. The spouse yeah. kind of needs to basically give up their dream almost and support that because it's, not, it's just – there's so much that an artist has to do. 
and because I believe that two people can figure a way, like you know, like Sandy. Not, Sandy has always had passion of country music. I've always had passion of just storytelling and talking. Well, we found a yeah. way to combine them with this yeah. show. <laughs> it works. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and I. And I think a lot of people, if they would look deep, they could find a way in their marriage to do that. And I think mm-hmm. when you see the couples like a Tim and Faith, that that's what they do. They, they both are on yeah. the same path, same direction, mm-hmm. and all that. Because again, being an artist is a whole different ball game. And I think that being an artist's spouse, they kind of need to be on the same page, as in oh, being mm-hmm. there too. Yeah. And again, like I said, yeah, some people would disagree with that. But I, I just I just you know, I've watched so many marriages fail through the years and not just in artists but in business and all that where where you got one person got a big big vision one way and then the spouse got a big vision the other way and then they never pull it back together. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's very true. You have to just find what your stride and kind of what what works for you. Every every person's different, every relationship's different, and every couple's different. Mm-hmm. So Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So cool. So, so, what age did you realize that this is what you wanted to do with your life? Uh, there was no question. It was the time I was like born. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, it was. There was no like. Hmm, I, I'll just try this. I mean, ask my mom. She, uh, you know, I was I was probably the most obnoxious kid because I just wanted to sing and perform and be on stage and just anything mm. that. Re- that had me out there. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I begged my mom, you know, to put me in voice lessons and put me in other things. And my mom, you know, she wasn't, she was an entertainer. She danced professionally for years and she was also a model. Um, and she was a beauty pageant winner and she was in that whole industry. So, so that was like, she already kind of knew, you know, I, I may have an, an act for being a, an entertainer, a performer, but, you know, mm-hmm. being a singer was something that my mom never did. And it didn't, my dad didn't sing and I, and my mom didn't sing. So, you know, <laughs> I, I believe singing is kind of like a, like a gift, you know, it's something kind of like mm-hmm. you're born with, you're yeah. like born with blonde hair or you're born with, you know, blue eyes or whatever, you know, that's just kind of the way um, you're sort of your, your deck of cards ended up, you know? So, I don't really know why or how, you know, it all came around, but all I know is I was mm-hmm. singing from day one. You know, I think I was singing before I was talking. And I remember um, I used to sing in the baby monitor, like, you mm-hmm. know, when you oh, had wow. those, those, those room, oh, wow. room baby mm-hmm. monitors. And I, I pretended uh-huh. that was yes. my microphone. I remember singing on my own by Les Mis, and I was just belting it out. And my mom was just like, She's just like huh. couldn't believe it. She's like, you know, everyone thinks that their kid's talented, you know, but it was yeah. it was one of those things where my mom was like, I don't really know what to do with this. And so my mom started me in voice lessons um, when I was about five or six years old, and I started oh, working yeah. with um, a private vocal coach. And just because mm-hmm. my mom knew that, you know, she danced for so many years, she knew if there's a natural gift, you know, you have to kind of hone in on that and uh, learn proper technique and proper mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I started, started, you know, learning piano and theory and um, vocal, of course. And then I, and then I moved into learning um, opera. I studied opera for about four years, um, but I started about 12 years old and I was singing like Italian arias and all that kind of stuff. So, and it was that and then kind of going into the jazz world. And I was just, you know, and I think my mom wanted me to go down the path of like Broadway, 
like New York, oh, wow. Broadway, that, that <laughs> kind of, and that's something that I just did not want to do. Like that was so corny to me. No offense to anyone that does that. Um, but I just was like, there's no way I can like sing, you know, these like corny show tunes as much as I love those yeah. songs, you know, but I just wanted to kind of like make my own path, you know, and I didn't really mm-hmm. know what that looked like at the time. And I still don't really know what that looks like, but I'm starting to get it. It's starting to make a little more sense to me, you know, and understand You're definitely how, making kind of where path. I'm at, you know? So, but yeah, that's kind of how it started. And, um, you know, it just, we just did everything from dance competitions to singing competitions to pageants to, I mean, I lived oh, wow. that life from the time I was, my first pageant, I was two and a half. So um, we we lived that life every single week, and we were we were loading the car up and going going to you know Maryland or going to New York or going to wherever <laughs> the competition was, and uh, and it was it was really fun. It was really really fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't have a whole lot of friends at school um, because they thought I was like weird and like you know just I was always kind of in and out of school. Um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, all my friends were, were like dance and singing friends, you know, and modeling friends, you know? So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nashville's big into all that. Yeah. Yeah. Nat- for, for sure. Absolutely. So when did the move so, happen to Nashville? Um, when did I move there? Is that, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I moved there, uh, it'll be eight, eight years, um, actually like next month. Um, but I, I was coming to Nashville, um, before that, you know, actually we lived Mm. in Nashville, um, when I was about three years old, uh, for about three years, we, my, my whole family, we, we, we moved down there. And so I remember it vaguely. Um, but we lived there and it was something to do with with my dad's job. And then, and then we moved back, back, uh, to Michigan because it was something to do with my dad's job with the engineering stuff. He was on, he did a special project or something down here. Um, so yeah, that kind of got the, like the bug more or less, but then I moved <laughs> down there. Um, I was kind of coming back and forth um, throughout mm-hmm. the two thousands and I would make um, trips to Nashville, like seem like all the time, you know? So it was kind of something It wasn't like this one day I just decided to move there. You know, it was, it was like a gradual <laughs> thing where you were pretty you know, much already there. You just, <laughs> yeah. And we just kind of um, decided to like, you know, just for sure, like buy a house or well, at the time we were renting, but you know, eventually it led <laughs> to just buying a house, you know, and now it's, now we're here and it's, it's cool. Um, it's just really changed, you know, it's, it's just, it's just yeah. really become the, the town's really grown up, you know, and it's, it comes with, with great, you know, there's a lot of great things, but then there's a lot of like things that have really changed in terms of like, you know, the crime and the, and the cost yeah. of living here. Mm-hmm. And the, you and have the, a lot of growing um, pains of it. Yeah, the the traffic and the you know the the cops you know they're quite not at the level they should be in terms of like the enforcing of the law and just like all these things that a big oh, wow. city, like they're they're trying to be a big city but they're still living in like a small town mentality. <laughs> so being from Detroit, you yeah. know that was kind of like if you know moving here, it felt like kind of in a time warp a little bit, but now it's starting to <laughs> finally catch up. Um, you know, but oh, wow. you know, ho- hopefully they can they can work it out, but. At any rate, you know, I'm here, so <laughs> making it work. <laughs> we're planning eventually to move to Nashville ourselves, so because okay. everything we're yeah. doing needs to be based there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, are you, where are you guys based right now? Down in Pooler, which is outskirt of Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a cool area. 
I've been, I've been so, in Savannah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The good thing is a lot of what we do is all online and, and like this, like run from home and all that. But what we'd yes. like to eventually do with New Country Media is be able to have a platform there in Nashville so that we can not just do it on a phone like this, but do it face-to-face interviews too. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. That would be awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> now, Grant, I always have to do this, this type of interviews too because we don't want to just be a Nashville-based company. You know, There's a lot of great artists out there that are all over the U.S. All and the world. world. Which, yeah. <laughs> you know, True. And yes. so we, we want to, no matter what, even being based there, we have to keep that balance that, yes, there's a lot of great artists there, but there's a lot of great ones that's not there yet. It's so Especially in Texas, a lot of really good. Mm-hmm. Back tomorrow, oh, we got Texas Holly Tucker is like on. its own, its own thing. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated yeah. with Texas. I really am. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a, I mean, all around, it's just like I don't. My 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 bass player is from Dallas, so we always you know joke around about it. But it really, it's, it's I've been you know Texas a few times, but man, they just it's a it's a great it's a great state. It really is. And they have, they have a lot going on, so it's fun. And there's a whole like country music scene there, like in itself, you know. So. So we're about to take a smaller break to introduce some somebody on that little ad thing, and also we, after that, we will play your song, and we'll come back after that song and discuss your song. But before I get started, the person that we we partner with a, a sports guys podcast, and I, since you've done a lot of sports um, singing. You, mm-hmm. you should consider going on his show because it's, it's, he he he, is, he mixes country music and sports in oh, a cool. podcast. I like it. Really yeah. awesome. In fact, he he told me that everybody told him it would never work. And to me, I'm like, I can see why it works. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm, <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> and, and and so we've partnered with him. But I'll, as we go through what I'm about to play, I'll play this, and then we'll play your song, and then we will come right back. And discuss right. Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Don't even try. 
Love that song. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so what so inspired much. that song? Well, I was working at a gym. This was back in like 2014, 2015. Um, it was actually right after my dad passed away. My dad passed away um, kind of unexpectedly in 2014. And I remember I was on tour, and I kind of took a break from all that because after my dad died, I just mm-hmm. got really – really sad and just kind of in a really sort of bad place, um, you know, dark place or whatever. Yeah. And so I, so I took, I took a break, um, from, from music. It wasn't like a hard break, but it's just like a loose break. I kind of stopped my mm-hmm. tour. Um, and I just wanted to kind of like live a normal life for you know a while. So I, you know, like I told you, I'm always been into fitness and stuff. So I decided to work at a gym as a trainer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then what, it was interesting is I uh, got promoted like three times within like a year uh, from oh, the wow. company. So I started as a trainer and then I was like a regional um, coordinator and then I, and then I went to all the way to like to overseas, all of Tennessee. So it was a really cool thing, but it was something that I never expected to just, you know, go in there and, and, and you know, and really like be on a salary and like be the whole, do the whole corporate thing. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I, uh, I, I hated it. You know what I mean? Like I absolutely hated it. Yeah. And I had like this, whole like salary job and I and, and it was really like hooked up I had like health insurance and all this stuff but it like it was not me like I've never but it wasn't. done that before in my life and so I um <laughs> I remember they they brought me into their office and so they were like um yeah so you know you're on salary now and you work for us and mm. you um cannot be doing other things outside of our jo- outside of work and if this you oh, know wow. becomes a problem then you know we need to uh you know reevaluate things and um and we know that you perform and we know that you you know do other stuff and train and everything and i just i left there and mm. i just wanted to like give them the middle finger i was like uh uh-uh, uh <laughs> no way <laughs> And so wow. I, uh, I, I didn't say anything in the meeting. I just, I kept my cool. And I remember calling 
my husband and I told him about it, and, my, and he's like, well, you just sort of have to deal with it. And I was like, uh-uh. And, like, the rebel in me is like, no way. So I remember I hung in there for about another maybe week, maybe three weeks tops, and I just had enough with, with their with their stuff and the kind of controlling, you know, every move that I made. I feel like they owned me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if that's how all corporations operate, but this was my first experience with that. So um, yeah. anyway, so I just emailed them, and I didn't even put my two weeks, and I just resigned. And I said, you know, thanks, but it's not for me. You know, and then it was right after that I got on, on the television show, and it was, it's just been nonstop oh, ever wow. since then. So it was a good it was a good move, uh, but it was like a period where you know I sort of needed that time, um, but it was it, it was done. It's ran its course, you know. So anyway, so the dude was like the day after I quit, <clears throat> I had a book to mm-hmm. co-write with my with my guitar player Lou Mullich, who's been playing for me for like six years. He's like one of my best friends. And uh, and he's kind of a, a rebel rocker guy from like the West Coast, you know. And so mm. he's like, yeah, well, let's just write a song about it. And we we came up with that whole thing. <laughs> so kind of listening to the lyrics, it kind of makes sense as to why oh, yeah. you know I well we wrote that. So that's sort of behind it. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's good that you stood up because again, I see a lot of people in life to where they have this vision, they have this dream, and then they sell it for ten bucks, twenty bucks an hour, whatever it ends up being. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and they got the talent, it's, and it's not that again. If they don't have the talent, that's one thing. But a lot of the a lot of the people we've seen has the talent, but yep. but they sell it for twenty, thirty, forty thousand a year, fifty thousand a year, whatever whatever income that they sell it for. And that was something that I could never do. I mean, we've been Ken and I have been a twenty four seven couple since the day we married over seventeen years ago. And yes, we've we never have. worked a regular job. We've always done side gigs here and this here. Yes, that's what we do now. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what we do now while we're building this brand. But I can't, you know, because I can't deal with the corporate. I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for and some people, my dad did it for 33 years, you know, and for him it worked. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm too, uh, I'm too. <laughs> I'm just too out there. I don't know. I just, I have a tough yeah. time with people telling me what to do and, and how to do it. Um, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't we know. Understand. I've just always been yeah. kind of a, kind of like march to my own drummer more or less. And, yeah. um, and so like, mm-hmm. that's kind of how my parents raised me too, though. Um, Cause my mom's very, she's the same way. I mean, she owned her own business for a long time. And, you know, my dad was kind of old school. Like he, he was like older, you know, he had us older. So he was like, Wait, he wasn't like the, the he was more he was a very like traditional type of you know, yeah. bring, like raising their mm-hmm. child and it was everything was like work for it you know don't let anyone you know take take you know credit for your work and you know <laughs> and just very like if you want something you go out and get it you know and kind of instilled that in my sister and I from from day one I mean mm-hmm. we we started working when we were 13 and I worked um like two jobs I had I worked at the gap and I worked as a as a waitress this was like all in high school and then I talked mm-hmm. for my mom and you know we started working and my my dad had the money to to buy me a car um all my mm-hmm. other friends had their parents buy them cars and mm-hmm. and he didn't he he made me work and I remember I bought wow. a, like a brand new uh ranger at, um, I remember my, my payment was two hundred thirty-six dollars and fourteen cents every month. I had to pay that to my dad. <laughs> You'll never forget that. <laughs> and I'm like that, fifteen years old, you know. And um, but I had a yeah. I had like a new car. But I, I people assume my parents bought it for me, and I, and they and I didn't. They I I bought it, you know. So, 
Um, so I think that kind of just instilled in me, like, I don't have to sort of rely on other people. Like, I can just work mm-hmm. and use my mm-hmm. talents and use my, use my intelligence and, you know, not have someone tell me what to do, if that makes sense, yeah. you know? Oh, that's right. I think it's something. I so think who, my parents did this. I really blame them. I really yeah. do because they they were so <laughs> on, big about us, like you know, be independent. Work, you know, you if you want it, you earn it. I'm like, okay, well then, here we go. <laughs> my sister's the same way. Yeah, my sister's the exact same way. She's she's you know very very same same way. You know, so I, I blame my parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if they get upset with whatever route you go, you, all you got to say, hey, it's your fault. Yeah, it's, it's your fault. You you guys <laughs> raised us to be like this, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I think they did a really great job because they, I really believe in the route you're going. Especially oh, well, thank you. how difficult it is for the women out there in country. And, yeah, you know, it really and, is. And you being a producer, mm-hmm. I bet that's a whole mm-hmm. nother – I can only imagine – the level you have to go through. Yeah, it's definitely um, something that, you know, growing up, I, I always was around older men. Like, that's just the way mm-hmm. it was. And I started, my mom had me started to record when I was 13 in Detroit, and I started doing country. And I just, you know, I remember seeing these, you know, going to these big studios and my mom paying a ton of money for, for these, for these, uh, these sessions and stuff, that's something that they, they, they did, you know, pay for, which was very, very fortunate yeah. um, to have that, have that opportunity. But, you know, and it was just kind of like the tone was, you know, this, I'm, I'm the, I'm the older man and this is the, this <laughs> is the way it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, women have mm-hmm. no place in, in running this. Wow. It's, it's only, yeah. it's only controlled by mm-hmm. you know, a handful of, of men running these, you know, huge SSL consoles. And, oh, you wouldn't understand. And, this is so complicated. And, you know, so growing up, it's like, that's what, you know, a lot of us think it's like, okay, well then maybe, you know, if we somehow get this stuck in our brain and I'm not saying, I'm saying in general, like, like a lot of women, yeah. especially women, um, for some reason it's, it's been, it's been somehow uh, subliminally told to us that we can't do it. And um, I had a, a couple incidences Well, I've recorded seven albums. So I've, I've, every mm-hmm. album I recorded, I had, you know, sort of a, uh, an experience you know, working with yeah. um, with men. It's never been a woman ever, ever in my whole life. I've never had another oh, wow. woman pr- produce me or, or, or mix me or edit my stuff or whatever. So, um, you know, I just, I just kind of got to a point where this is, this is BS. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this something me, right? has got to change. <laughs> yeah. Something just hit. It was like right after I quit my job, um, mm-hmm. so it was about three years ago when I was working for the gym, it's like, it was like right around then all this, all these sort of, you know, things happened where I just sort of started um, getting a little bit set up with the way things, things ran in Nashville. And I, um, I was working with a couple producers and one um, was, one was not getting me the sound that I, that I wanted. So that, that was, that was the mm-hmm. problem. And I was trying to explain like what I was wanting and he got all like, mm-hmm. he got like, like really mean to me. Like he was, he was wow. saying all this stuff to me because I was, all I was saying is like, I just don't like, the way this is sounding and all I wanted was mm-hmm. my stems um, from him and he's like you know you just call me names and name calling all this stuff and I paid him I, I, I paid him fair and square and all I wanted was to mm-hmm. get my music so I could work on mm-hmm. it and, uh, yeah. and so there was that experience and then I had another experience right around the same time where um, I got 
involved with a producer and all he wanted to do was hook up with me and sleep with me. And so, um, oh, and, wow. and it was like no big deal. It was just like, this is the way mm-hmm. it is. And all the mm-hmm. other guys in the studio, all the other, it's, it's just like, well, of course, you know, and I'm thinking, no, this is, there's something really wrong here. And then, and then mm-hmm. we had this sort of me too movement happen. That was in the, the spring or fall of uh, 2017. And it was mm-hmm. just like right after that, it was like this shift and, and it's, it's now like, starting to really blossom and I mean, as you can see with with the Grammys last night and and it was right around then as I just I just I had enough and I and I said I, I cannot go into another studio again and and have to be mm-hmm. dictated what to do and and how to do it and if I don't do it right I have to sleep with these guys and I have to it no it, it, it's I, I'm just I had enough so I wow. went out and I, I didn't know anything I mean other than being in a studio for my whole life I never really knew how to engineer a session so I, I, you know, I bought my computer, I bought my interface, I bought my microphone. I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars wow. on getting getting my my system set up, and I mm-hmm. had no idea how how to run it. So I started <laughs> uh, calling. Yeah, I call I called a couple guys that I knew that I could trust and I felt comfortable with, mm-hmm. and I. I yeah. said, teach me how to do this. I don't have the time or money to go to a recording, an official recording school. So show me what I have to do to get to get to get this going. And oh, luckily, wow. um, a great mentor of mine, Billy Decker, who who worked on my 2013 record, Gasoline, um, mm-hmm. he 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 took me in. Like he he brought me in, and he still helps me to this day. But I work with him. I work with his engineer, Travis Humpberg, and those guys have been incredible. They've been really nurturing and helping me because they they see it too. They they see it as as an opportunity to help you know me and help another you know whole generation of of people to come up um, because it is changing and it's it's changing a lot mm-hmm. faster than I than I realized. And that's why I made that post this morning on my Facebook because it's really mm-hmm. exciting to see um, how much this is actually responding. It's actually happening. And uh, for yeah. so long, it was so controlled by, you know, a handful of of guys, and and they especially victimized a lot of women because a lot of my wow. clients, um, one after the next, after the next, after the next. I did 90 tracks last year in 2019, and almost mm-hmm. every single one of them had the exact same story. Yeah, I came from oh, blah wow. blah blah studio. Yeah, I worked with blah blah blah, hmm. and it was X Y and Z. It was all the things that I just said and I and I'm thinking wow this is this is just this is this is not okay so I'm not going to go on Facebook and and Mm -hmm. complain about it and you know bash about it because I don't believe in negative like being negative only creates more more like negativity so I'm thinking okay I'm going to take this and I'm going to make it into a positive I'm only going to showcase the positive things that are coming around from my work and hopefully this will Mm -hmm. encourage Mm -hmm. others to go down the same path, and not everyone wants to be an audio engineer or producer. I get that, but yeah. it, it's it's going to at least set the tone mm-hmm. that you don't have to take this crap anymore, and you don't have to subside yeah. yourself to what the industry has been for so long. You don't have to do that anymore. There is a voice, and you have control, and you have a, fi- a final say in everything that you do. And there's so many instances where they think that they don't have that. And I, like I said, I think it's just being raised in that sort of whole way it's been one mm-hmm. way for so long and now it's finally changing so it's that's that's really been my motivation and uh oh, and it yeah. was something that i just i wanted to do and it wasn't i never dreamed that it was going to be taken off the way it it has at all like i i mm. literally just was like i just want to learn how to track my songs for for demos oh, yeah. for myself <laughs> you know and, and, and then all of a sudden it was like yeah and then all of a sudden i started getting calls from people 
and they're like, oh, I heard your track. Can you help me? Hey, I heard you oh, did wow. this. Hey, I, I want to work with a female. Hey, I, I really like what you do. Hey, it, it, it was like all those things. And mm-hmm. so it, that's, that's really how it's been. It's been the last, you know, two years of my life mm-hmm. has been, you know, that. So, um, yeah, so, it, so that's, that's, that's really where it's been. So that's kind of yeah. what makes Justine tick. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I I don't honestly I feel like I've carved out sort of my own space and my own lane in Nashville. Um, you know, I I don't really I haven't really like knocked on the the doors at other studios being like, "Hey, you know, I want to work for you." You know, I don't want to put myself in that position again yeah. where I'm I'm at the mercy of, you know, three guys that are going to like oh, no. Wow. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, so you know my my goal is to eventually have my own my own actual um, full full functioning studio, and um, you know that's oh, that that's where awesome. I'm gonna that's where I'm going. So that's that's the journey of this whole thing, and yep. uh, it's something that I never expected. But I had, like I said, <laughs> just a couple incidents happened to me, and it just it just it just took ticked in my enough. brain, and it and I had enough, and it and it's been my motivation ever since. So and those darn um, parents, mm-hmm. those, those darn parents inbred that. <laughs> I know, right? I know. So I mean, anyone that's listening to this, you know, be be careful how bad you treat somebody because one day they're they are going to they're going to to click and tick, and and then they're gonna be after you to 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 kick to kick your butt. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. <laughs> so yeah, yeah but um, it's been, it's been a fun like- journey. Yeah, because a lot of, you know, that's like what's Fanny and I, we feel like we're carving a niche out with the whole new country media, especially our show, because a lot of shows, there's a lot of podcast shows out there, and they do, and they're all great, you know, because I, mm-hmm. I love any show that gives up-and-coming artists their, their, their um, due. I, I love that. But where we're trying to come at it, a different angle that I haven't seen out there, is we want y'all to tell y'all stories. I don't know. Any, I don't know of anybody that allow. Now the bigger artists, they get to tell their story all the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know of anything that really, really digs deep to tell the artist story who is up and coming. And that's where we're trying to carve a niche in, because that's who we want to reach. Mhm. Mhm. That's so true. <laughs> that's so true. So, um, and now Wednesday we've got Joe Kelly coming on, because I came up with this other idea called State uh, State of the music business, where each week we're going to bring on, whether it's a CEO but an executive within the music business side, and to talk about what where they see the music going. Because I think that people mm-hmm. are missing the point because because so many people don't um, they think oh I can just jump on Spotify and listen for free, and I keep trying to tell people you're when you do that it's great that you're you can listen to these artists but when you don't support them you're actually watering down the music. I agree. I have a whole issue with that whole platform. <laughs> I really do. Um, you know, at first it's it's a it's a cool like oh wow you can just go on there and stream something and that's awesome. But mm-hmm. um, I can tell you and probably dozens of other songwriters that I that I know it, it's it's I mean it's just it's killing it. It's absolutely killing it. And um, yep. you know I mean when you're when your mm-hmm. stream rate is point zero 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 seven three cents like i i mean how how is that even that's it's like highway rob you know when when people post about their their spotify stats and i have too you know to be honest i have done mm-hmm. that but to yeah. sit there and brag oh i've gotten a million streams you know you know what 
to me, that analogy is that's like taking a selfie with the bank robber who just robbed your bank. That's that's what that looks like. Yeah, because you didn't get much money out of that. <laughs> you're not getting anything, and, and you're promoting a platform that charges ten dollars a month, and they're keeping all of all of it. You know, and yeah. I, I just I don't understand why it's how it's become such a thing. Like why we're all so excited about this this. You know these stats in these in these merits, and it's like, yeah, but you're you're probably gonna get like seventy three dollars for that. I mean, seriously, and you <laughs> you spent thousands of dollars on the track. You spent you know endless hours writing it and perfecting it. I mean, and you're just letting it just just giving it away. I pulled all my yeah. stuff off Spotify. I have I oh, have wow. my current album and I have my first album. I took all the mm. other albums off because I just I just mm-hmm. can't subject myself to that anymore. I I really yeah. can't. Um, yeah, that's and, a whole other conversation. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and mm-hmm. see, that's what our show is about—to bring all this out that nobody will touch. You know, most hosts won't touch anything like this. And, and this that's show, true. this podcast, goes to Spotify and all that. And one day they'll probably undo me. <laughs> you know, yeah. But, but yeah. Oh, I, I, it, met it, head, I met the head. I met the head of Spotify at um at, at Nam, and uh, oh, wow. I, I was like, I was just like, okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There were so many emotions that I that I wanted to, you know, and it's like, it's like what like what do you do, you know? But yeah, I, I met the head of Spotify at, at Nam, like it was just you know oh, wow. like another dude, and uh and I just was, you know just had to hey nice to meet you, you know. But inside I'm like thinking, man, this is just what what this has created in this in this in this music mm-hmm. industry. It's yep. just it's just terrible, mm-hmm. you know. Being that we got 14 minutes left, um. I always like to get my little son on. He 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 loves to ask one question to artists, so we let him come on. He we're, does. we're a family show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he wants to be a future podcaster himself. There you go. Um, That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. His name is Christopher, and here he comes. He's gonna say All hello. right. <laughs> okay. Um, what else? <laughs> uh, hey, Justine. What's your favorite food? My favorite food, oh man, I love food. So that's like uh, you're you're kind of opening the can of worms with that. Uh, okay, I love pizza, of course. Uh, I actually love oatmeal. It's super weird, but I love I love oatmeal. oatmeal. Uh, um, yeah, oatmeal, right? Who eats that? Uh, <laughs> um, I like um, I like I like pineapple. That's like I love that. I could eat pineapple like all the time. Um, yeah, I like I like that. And uh, let's see. Um, you know, just a good old fashioned burger and fries. You know, that's uh, on occasion. Huh? It's always good. But yeah. Tell her what yours is, little Chris. Pizza. <laughs> Pizza. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Bye. He loves pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love pizza? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's yeah. true. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think about the whole CMT saying they're going to play fifty percent women, fifty percent men out there? I mean, it's about time. I mean, I don't know why this. <laughs> we, we waited to the year twenty twenty to to do this. That's what I, mean, I said. That's what I, I don't said. know. When they first announced that, I was like, you know, because you're the seventh <laughs> person we interviewed on this show, and we've interviewed six women and one man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, that's, a, that's a great question, and uh, I know, I know Leslie Fram and all of them over there, and Tracy Gershon, that, that, that whole group, and you know, they were really fighting for that to, to be, uh, to be a thing, and, and it's, you well, know, all awesome. the people that at CMA are all run by, like, uh, 
Brandy and all those girls, Brandy Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all they're all mm-hmm. women, you know. So it's it's just like, of course, you know. I think it's I think it's time that you know we just establish that. I just hope radio's next, you know, because you listen. I stopped listening to the radio country playlist because. Um, you know, it's just, it's like guy for guy for guy for guy. And then you hear like one girl, guy, 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 guy. And, and nothing against mm-hmm. these guys are, they're all phenomenal. About, I, I don't have anything tweet. personal against them. Mm-hmm. I would just like to hear a little variety. You know, yeah. I like to hear oh, yeah. different, different female voices kind of mixed in with some of these guy voices. So mm-hmm, it just definitely. makes it more interesting. So yeah, you gotta have both, I, we believe you got to have both sides. You got to have both. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's just so many fantastic artists out there anymore. I just think it's it's an opportunity to to, to showcase as many as you can. Um, but I think it's yeah. it's still kind of this thing like where, well, you know, we have to hit a, de- a demographic, and it's like all this market research that comes from you know these big high rises <laughs> in New York, and they mm-hmm. they think they know, and it's like no, you don't know, you don't know, you know, the listeners, you know, in small small town Indiana, whatever, they they want to hear a variety, they they like they hearing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. everyone from from uh, you know. Miranda to uh, to Neil Arts to um, mm-hmm. you know Casey Musgrave and, and you know Jason Aldean and Luke Bryan mm-hmm. and I, I just don't know why we just can't divide it up like you have your twenty songs you know in your hour <laughs> and ten and ten I, I mean I just yeah I mean everything else that in this country fair. is so mm-hmm. it's so about equality and it just seems like that's the last thing that you know we're just really still struggling to to get yeah. and it's like anywhere else. Exactly. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's a given, you know, you can't, you can't uh, go to a, a college now and they let, you know, 90% men in and 10, 10 no, there's, there's no way, you know, that you, you would get yeah, sued for that. So I, I don't understand yeah. why we just can't put that, uh, the application across the board for, for everything, you know? So, mm-hmm. so where do you see, yeah. you know, with all this that's happening in your life right now and everything that you're looking at and, if you could see into the future, where do you want to be in five years? Yeah, well, like I said earlier, I, I'm definitely fixing to get my, my studio. Um, I have my studio now, but I'm talking like an actual full-on facility, multi-tracking room, um, stuff oh, wow. like that. I want, to, I want to get that here in Nashville. Um, so, yeah, I want to get, get, get that going. Um, I've had numerous mm-hmm. people tell me I should start my own label. Like That has been a hot topic. Um, so I don't know if that's in my oh. future, but it's definitely something yeah. that a lot of people mm-hmm. would, would applaud that. So, um, you know, that, that could, that could definitely be an, an option. Um, you know, I mm-hmm. want to just continue to, to keep, uh, hitting, um, you know, breaking ground and, and doing things that no one else has been doing, like debuting, um, my, my song debuted, um, last or two weeks ago on the Apple music, um, hot country tracks, you know, so that's like, mm-hmm super big in my awesome. opinion like that's a really big benchmark and that's something that a i'm i'm an independent producer i'm not signed to a label or anything like that um i'm a female mm-hmm. and um and the, and, the, and the highway women are under an independent label you know so it's like all those things mm-hmm. sort of uh quote unquote you know the way it should be or, or whatever you know it's i feel like that's a really cool uh step in the right direction um i want to keep uh, discovering new talent, you know, I would love, yeah. love, love, love to break an artist. Like I would, I would love to have, That's you know, one of these artists that I work with, you know, become the next um, Miranda or the next Carrie or whatever. So, um, you know, really I'm, awesome. I'm always on the hunt for keeping an eye out for um, who I think is, you know, worth my time in terms of wanting to develop them and, and, and produce them. Um, so there's that. And then um, I just want to continue this, this journey of, you know, be, 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 
be more active in the in the Grammy, um, you know, the Recording Academy, um, those those mm-hmm. things, and just being able to be more active amongst the the audio world, and you know, be, be involved in. Uh, Man, this year was a big one, and I think that's that's a really cool thing, and I hope to do more stuff like that. I feel like I've been invited to a couple other events already, so I feel like that's going to be definitely cool. get that ball rolling um, already. So. That's my goal, and I just want to, um, you know, stay happy and healthy and, um, yeah. you know, just continue to live the life that, you know, I, I feel like I want to. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. It's really, really exciting stuff. As, as we wind down this with a couple more questions, um, if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, I got this a two-part question. Most, but you've probably been asked the first part before, but the second part everybody tells me they've never been asked. If you could co-write with anybody dead or alive, who would it be, and what song would y'all write about? Okay, well, I love, and I still love her, but growing up, I was obsessed with Judy Garland. So I had every Judy Garland doll and movie memorized and everything from, um, you know, the the trolley song to Dear Mr. Gable to I Love. So I just feel like she's a very fascinating woman. And she lived a very um, hard life in in the 30s, mm-hmm. you know, when it was just, it was, I can't imagine what it's like to be a woman working in the industry at that oh, time. Wow. Um, so yep. I would love to sit down and talk with her and, and write some stuff. And I just feel like I'd love to write something that's, you know, really driven from the heart and let it be who she always wanted to be because she was so controlled by, you know, working under all the studios, yeah. the MGM and on all of those. So that would be one person, even though she's not necessarily country, but um, she's always mm-hmm. been a big fascination in my world. Yeah. Um, and then of course, uh, Patsy Cline would be another one because she's another kind of mogul awesome. in that era. And, um, you know, once again, kind of setting that tone, being that benchmark, um, being a female, kind of hustling, working hard in that business and um, kind of breaking through, you know, so, and then she died too young, you know, so yeah, yeah those would be probably my, my yeah. two choices. <laughs> so, if you were me, if you were the host of this show, what question would you ask you? I would ask you, who would you want? Who would be like your biggest idol guest that you'd want to have on the show? Like your dream guest? My dream guest right now, and she's um, and she's not a big, she's not big, but she's getting there. Because, again, I, I'm still – I don't know. I, I've always – I'm still in this I want to talk to people who haven't made it yet. So for mm-hmm. me, I would love to get Gabby Barrett on. Oh, she's that um, cheerleading girl, right? And she she oh, no, that's was Gabby. third on it's, Idol. It's, oh, okay. She I'm third on Idol. She has a else. new song called I Hope. Okay, yeah, yeah, I knew, I knew who that is. There, there's a Gabby Butler and a Gabby Barrett, so I'm getting them confused. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I, I'm not too familiar with her work, but I'll definitely check it out. That, that's 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 a cool, uh, interesting uh, perception on that for sure. Because, <laughs> like I said, I you know I could say I wouldn't mind having someone like a Carrie, you know, and and who knows, one day we'll have big artists on, but. Mm-hmm. Nine, the goal is nine, no matter what, 90% of our show will always be focused on the up-and-coming artists. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's, that's what, you know, that's kind of our bread and butter. That's where we want to be, and that's, that's where, who we want to help. As we wind this down for the last question, if you knew an artist that was just starting out, and you know all the pitfalls now of, of what, what you've been through, what's one piece of advice you would give them right now 
to help them get through this crazy maze? Yeah. Okay, so learn as much as you can from every facet of the music a business. Um, if you don't have the answers, buy books, read, read, educate yourself from licensing to production to terminology to anything like that. And secondly, um, if somebody helps you and, you know, gives you an opportunity, don't, don't get a big head and forget the people that helped you along the way. Amen. That's a big one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Never forget where you came from. Absolutely. That's, that's a big, 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 big one. So. Now, if you want to tell everybody how to get in touch with you, you know, this is the Yeah, floor is definitely. I'm super accessible. Just, you know, hit me up on social media. I run my own social media, so um, I try to check my messages every day. Um, but, yeah, you can shoot me a, a, a Facebook message. Um, I'm just search Justine Blazer or Instagram. I don't do much Twitter. I have one, but I don't really do it. And um, or, or just my web, website, JustineBlazer.com. Shoot me a message uh, through it. So, yeah. If you need any, you know, advice or any, you know, production or anything like when we check out your song or whatever, just hit me up. I'm always I'm always looking for, for new people to work with, for sure. You know, we so appreciate you coming on our show, especially with the show being so new and all that. But we definitely oh, appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. Yeah. And um we look forward to possibly having you back in three, six months. See you up so you can okay. give us an update on what's going on. Definitely. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. We will talk with you real soon and we you know, you have a blessed day and let's go let's go burn them bridges. That's right. <laughs> Three benchmarks. All right, you have a good one. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Hey everyone. We hope you enjoyed the show with Justine Blazer. She's an awesome woman artist. She's definitely going places and mark my words, you'll see her at the top. As she grows, um, she's definitely someone to watch. But anyway, we got tomorrow Holly Tucker, who is on The Voice, and then we've got a show on Wednesday. It's a little different, where we're going to be talking about the state of the music business. We're excited about it. it's a new segment that we're doing, so we're kind of excited about that. If you're looking for any yes, upcoming artists info, go to newcountrybuzz.com, um, and we have almost 200 up and coming artists within the website that you can search and look for. And we'll talk. Ah, just go there and go have fun. And we look forward to talking to you on tomorrow. Yes. Catch you next time. <laughs>